0: Good afternoon, my friends. This is The Tomorrow Christian Today, reading Romans 14 in the NLT. But first and always, we pray. Dear Lord, thank you for your word. Your word is so wise. You are so wise. Your word will transform us if we read it. It will not return to you void. And when I read it, Lord, it seems like so much common sense about relationships. We are so complex. We are so by default against you. We think we're so smart. And actually, when I read your word, Lord, it makes so much sense to me because it's so—it's for people who just want the simplicity of Christ and the simplicity of relationship with you. What could be better, what could be closer to the truth than Jesus? Thank you, Lord, for giving us your word. Thank you for assembling the Bible together. We can read it, find joy in it, find strength in it, find peace in it, and find our salvation because in the scriptures is our destiny. And in our destiny, death does not have the final word over us all. death death does not have the final word death will die but eternal life through you is the final word for those who believe and i do i pray this in the name of christ in the name of jesus amen let's read romans 14. the danger of criticism accept other believers who are weak in faith and don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong oh so true so many people arguing about hermeneutics and beliefs and Binitarian and Trinitarian and Biblical Unitarian and Oneness Pentecostal and Eternal Conscious Torment and Annihilationism and Soul Sleep and when you die you go to be with the Lord bracket and your conscious bracket And what else? And prime mid-trib and post-trib and pre-trib and blah, 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 blah. Jesus comes once. Jesus, there's a, if you don't make the rapture, then you were never really truly a Christian and blah, 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 blah. Hey, I love apologetics and I love conspiracy theories, but it's all second tier. It's all beliefs and interpretations of what's come out of the Bible. If you want to call God Yah, you call him Yah. You want to call God Yahweh, you call him Yahweh. You want to call God Triune, Mr. Trinity, you call him that. That's all people's opinions. And you know, I guess I didn't really say a very comfortable statement there because there are going to be a lot of people, oh, you you are making fun of the Trinity, uh, you know, so you can't be a real Christian. You know what? I don't really care what other people think. I don't need validation from people. I didn't get it anyways. My validation is from Christ my Lord and God our Father. And I don't see the word Trinity in the Bible, nor do I see Binity in the Bible either. I wonder if God likes to be called a triune. That's my opinion and I'm entitled to it. I don't tell anybody what to think. I ask you to think about what I tell you. I don't tell people what to think. Well, I do tell people what I'm thinking, but I don't tell people what to think. So I wish people wouldn't push it on me. I wonder if God would appreciate being called a triune being. It, sound, it makes him sound like a bunch of components. To be honest, people could the Trinity God, the triune being, triune, tri. You mean team? I really don't think that's really. Um, I I don't really. I wonder sometimes. Maybe God doesn't care. You know, <clears throat> as Tim, as Doctor Mackey said, you know, Jonah was angry because God extended mercy to people Jonah deemed unworthy of mercy. So when things make us mad, well, you know what, maybe they don't make God mad, or maybe they do. I have no idea. But what I see in Christianity is a lot of fighting about things that don't matter. And this is what it says in the first verse to me as I read this. And I guess I'm a little bit too, uh, a little bit too opinionated, maybe I should keep my mouth shut. But it says, don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. For instance, one person believes it's all right to eat anything, but another believer with a sensitive conscience will eat only vegetables. Those who feel free to eat anything must not look down on those who don't. And those who don't eat certain foods must not condemn those who do, for God has accepted them. Who are you to condemn someone else's servants? They are responsible to the Lord, so let him judge whether they are right or wrong. And with the Lord's help, they will do what is right and will receive his approval. When i came out of the other church oh saturday's wrong i'm not even gonna i'm not gonna be part of any worship on friday night and i'm not gonna celebrate it and, you know, i really don't care i really don't care about all of that whether saturday's the sabbath or not or whether sunday's the lord's day i honestly don't know i have no idea when the seventh day is i have no idea what jesus what day jesus died on i have no idea um <clears throat> what day he was dead on i have no idea uh what day he actually rose on Herbert W. Armstrong said, "Well, Jesus must have died on Wednesday. That's why he was in the grave for three days. And that's why I keep Saturdays the Sabbath because he must have rose on that day, three days, Saturday. Okay, sounds a little bit crazy to me, but you know what it says? Who cares? But Herbert W. Armstrong got a little bit too strong and he was acting like he was speaking for God and he was a prophet. I'm not speaking for God. I'm saying my own opinion here. I think there's just way too many people who read the Bible in Christianity, and they think, oh, you better agree with my opinion. I don't have to agree with your opinion. You're not God, you're not Jesus, and you don't know me. And I I, I don't know you either. We have one Savior, one Father, one Spirit, one faith, one baptism. Just one. That's all that matters. Everything else is just perspective and opinion. That's my opinion, and I'm entitled to it. Maybe I sound a little defensive, but you know what, it's my birthday. I'm feeling strong today. It's my birthday, it's my party, and I'll cry if I want to. They're responsible to the Lord, so let him judge whether they are right or wrong. And with the Lord's help, they will do what is right and will receive his approval. I agree. When I got to the church, I saw people walking around with socks. I saw people who didn't have a Bible, who didn't really care. And you know what I realized? I have nothing to do with that. There's only one person that I have control over. What, what that person believes, how that person dresses, what version of the Bible that person reads, what their opinion is about um, the smoke of hell rises forever in Revelation. You know, who's, you know whose opinion I control? Myself. Love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control. Okay, a Jezebel spirit is someone who wants to control other people. I don't want to control anybody. You don't have to agree with me at all. I can work with you if you say you're a Christian, you believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I, I'm friends with people who are not Christians. And they have a lot of faith too. I don't agree with their the head of their faith because their faith has been determined by the person that they hold as a prophet. I don't agree. But I don't feel the need to step into a fight because I'm sure... The fights are going to come to me soon enough. They're going to come to me soon enough. When this happened to me, um, my wife turned into my ex-wife and she didn't want to have anything more to do with me. And you know what? I was pretty angry, but I'm not angry. Because if she's done wrong, she has to, she has to um, she's responsible to the Lord. She's responsible to the Lord why she took the action she did, why she crushed up the marriage and why she took the two kids. She's not responsible to me. It hurts me and my kids have been taken away from me and that's what God allowed and if that's wrong, if that person did actions because they thought they were doing what is right or whether they did something malevolently wrong and those are anti-Christ actions, she is not responsible to me, she is responsible to God. God is the final arbitrator and approver, and he's the final judge that hands out the verdict. And if she finds Jesus as her savior, um, she will not be condemned for her actions. She might ask my forgiveness, but I don't think she ever will personally. But I still pray for the person. And it still hurts me what has been done to me. Jesus, when he's dying, said on the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they, say, what they do. He's being killed by people and, and, and they're accomplishing salvation by their bad actions and Jesus prays and forgives them when he's dying on a cross and suffocating. Who does that? Who does that? That's not human, my friends. That's supernatural love. That is supernatural love. I don't think Jesus um, <clears throat> was with, had that much energy that he said to himself, you know what, I better act act like really forgiving on the cross because I know somebody's going to write this down and they're going to put this in the Bible and then 2,000 years later, people are going to read this and they're going to think, hey, I'm a prophet. I, I think when you're dying on a cross, all pretense is gone. Forget the acting, okay? I don't think he was acting. That's how he really is. He forgave people who were hurting him in real time, at that time. That just makes you go, what the? Even the Roman centurion, and I'm sure he saw a lot of crucifixions, and he had a pretty hard heart. He said, truly, this man is the Son of God. Do you hear that? Coming from a Roman centurion who probably hated um, these people and probably, you know, hey, I got about three crucifixions, uh, then lunch, then I got about two more, and then afterwards, like, I'm done. That's my work day. Wow. Who are you to condemn someone else's servants? They are responsible to the Lord, so let him judge whether they are right or wrong. And with the Lord's help, they will do what is right and will receive his approval. I want God's help to do what's right. I want God's help to do what's right. I'm doing this because I enjoy it. I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this because I want to promote Jesus. I'm not doing this to to get people to like me or to get fall. I don't need that. I have been doing that my whole life, trying to get other people's validation, and you know what? Nobody cares. I don't need it. In the same way, some think one day is more holy than the other day, while others, others think every day is alike. You should each be fully convinced that whatever day you choose is acceptable. Well, that does sound like you have some power. You have some control over what you deem holy. Those who worship the Lord on a special day do it to honor Him. Those who eat any kind of food do so to honor the Lord, since they give thanks to God before eating. And those who refuse to eat certain foods also want to please the Lord and give thanks to God. You want to be a vegetarian, be a vegetarian. You'll probably thin down, you'll never have big muscles, and you'll probably live a good long time. If you want to eat meat, you could eat a little meat. Personally, I cannot be a total vegetarian. I can't keep my eyes open. And it does seem that if you eat meat, yes, your muscles will grow. That's the good thing. But you could get a you could get a lot of inflammation in your body, and you could get the big C, because it's going to go through mTOR, and mTOR is where proteins are produced, good and bad. And the older you get, the bigger the chances that an error is going to happen in your cells, in the reproduction of your cells, and that's called the big C. That word scares me. I don't even want to say it. And you need to get rest. This man told me once he was like a VP. And he said, you know, my doctor says that I've got some heart problems. And the doctor says, get more sleep. Go to bed earlier. I like Arnold. He says, you know, some of us need uh, uh, six hours. Some of us need seven hours. He says, to the people who need seven hours, I say, sleep faster. (laughs) (laughs) I love that guy. I love that guy. I love to shake Arnold's hand. What's the chances is he's, he's going to listen to this podcast and make it happen? Chances are zero. But maybe God might do it. But why not? What for? I don't have anything to tell Arnold that he doesn't already know. Besides, he's Mr. Olympia, I'm not. What does he need to talk to me for? It'd be like Dino trying to talk to Sassy. Actually, he did get to talk to Sassy. And you know what he discovered about Sassy? She wasn't a goddess. She was just a regular dinosaur like him. I, I think Dino is a camptosaurus. He looks very Camptosaurus-ish. Have you ever heard of a Camptosaurus? I haven't heard of a Camptosaurus. In the earlier books, they had uh, Tyrannosaurus rex, and they had Allosaurus, and they had Brontosaurus, and they had Brachiosaurus, and the Diplodocus, and, and they had Camptosaurus, and Ankylosaurus, and Proceratops, and Triceratops. And then they had those two flying dinosaurs. That was about it. Now we have a billion dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs are like, are, like, are like spores. They just keep multiplying how many dinosaurs can we can we find from from tiny little bone fragments (laughs) i'm beginning to wonder i think there are dinosaurs but i don't think there's 50 billion thousand of them like like these guys are making up you know anyways that's just my opinion it's pretty silly and i'm ranting and pardon me for ranting and that's probably why i'll never be popular but who cares verse 7 actually let's go on verse six those who worship the lord on a special day do it to honor him those who eat any kind of food do so to honor the lord since they give thanks to god before eating and those who refuse to eat certain foods also want to please the lord and give thanks to god do you know how many fights i got into about the sabbath day both within that church and then outside when I exited. You know how many silliness about Saturday and you have to go to church on Saturday and if you go go to church on Saturday, you got the Mark of the Beast and and Sunday's pagan worship and it's just really stupid. You know, all their opinions come from this one dead prophet lady and they don't have the brains or the guts to think for themselves respectfully. It says, therefore give a reason for the, give a reason for the hope that is in you with gentleness and respect. Please forgive me if I'm not saying the words gently and respectfully. I got so tired of those arguments. They're so silly. That's not the hill to die on. Do you know Jesus? Do you want to do God, God the Father's will? Do you want the Holy Spirit to indwell in you? That's the hill to die on not the label that you call Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's in the Bible, the other labels are not. And I don't have to really care what somebody else thinks about labels that are not in the Bible. For we don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves. If we live, it's to honor the Lord. And if we die, it's to honor the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. I'm honoring God. I'm saying thank you for my 59 years. Thank you for protecting me. Thank you, Lord, for listening to me when I was lonely. Thank you for uh, this place that I live in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Christ died and rose again for this very purpose, to be Lord both of the living and of the dead. So why do you condemn another believer? Oh, because they don't have the same hermeneutic that I do. That's why. Apparently, I guess Paul had these problems too, right? So why do you condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we all stand before the judgment seat of God. For the scripture says, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bend to me and every tongue will confess and give praise to God. Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. So let's stop condemning each other, decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. I've determined I'm going to pray for people that I don't like and pray for people that I argue with and try to get along with everybody. I'm really going, I know they're going to poke me. Um, My uncle definitely said some unkind things to me about, uh, you know, a month or two months ago, and I haven't talked to him since. I was really turned off by that discussion. And... um, I guess I'm still insecure and I don't like to be poked. I don't like people to disrespect my faith because I go out of my way to tiptoe around other people. As my friend used to say, there was this guy he was always working with, but no matter how he tried to help this guy, this guy always turned around and did something that annoyed him. And he said, you know, this dude, he never fails to disappoint. No matter how much I try to work with him, he always takes it upon himself to irritate me and annoy me and take a shot at me. And I said to myself, well, why bother? I have to say my friend had a better attitude. The road less traveled is the one that's the narrow path. You try to show respect and love to people and they turn around and they hurt you and they slash you. You know something, you can forgive them but you can do it from a distance. I'm gonna go with Joel Osteen here. You can love them from a distance. Because if they keep hurting you, you don't have to put yourself in harm's way. Pray for them from a distance. I know and am convinced on the authority of the Lord Jesus that no food in and of itself is wrong to eat. But if someone believes it is wrong, then for that person it is wrong. You know what, I wouldn't touch pork or shrimps. When I was in the other church, I was told it was unclean, I became a Baptist, I still don't really eat a lot of pork, I've never had a shrimp, I don't think it's a healthy food and don't want to eat it. Even if I can, it's not a sin anymore. Jesus says it's not what goes into your mouth because that's eliminated. It's what comes out of your mouth that determines this um, if you're sanctified. I, I just I, I didn't grow up eating lobsters, clams, oysters. Although I hear oysters are very good for you if you're a man and you need to sort of increase your testosterone output. And if another believer is distressed by what you eat, you are not acting in love if you eat it. And my friend did say that he used to be an alcoholic. And he says, you know something? I cannot go somewhere where people are serving alcohol. I just can't do it. He got over it. He's not a drinker anymore. He doesn't get drunk and lie on the couch like he did before. He said he was a mean alcoholic, a mean drunk. He said, I got help. People in the church um, went to bat for me. It was an intervention. And he says, and I thank them for that. And he says, but I can't go somewhere where they are serving alcohol. Alcohol is not a sin for me. I've had it like twice in my life. Uh, Once it tasted like medicine. The second time I had this grape, this alcohol, it was like a light wine. It upset my stomach. I didn't have anything to eat with it and just totally upset me. Actually, I did have a, a beer once. It was a German beer and it was in this big, gigantic thing that looked like an upside down umbrella. And it made me really dizzy. I, to me, I'd rather have a Twix bar, even that, that. But that's too much sugar. It's not. It's not a sin for me. Gambling is not a sin. I've taken my dad to Aurelia. He has a problem with gambling. He has a problem with money in in a machine. That's why God doesn't want him to have money, cause he'll 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 put it all away trying to win. Right? He wants more. I don't have a problem with that. I'd rather just win a lot of money. We want a lot of money. At first, I said, let's go and eat that in this uh, restaurant they had there. And then we did. And then my dad put it back in again the next day. And uh, I love the buffet up in uh, Casino Rama. Like that is, they open up that buffet place. They have rice pudding and chocolate and desserts. And then they have really great food. It's like, yeah, that's what I'm going there for. It's very clean and nice. You got a gambling problem. Just don't go there. But there's a nice buffet. And they have some entertainment too my mother would have loved to see some of the shows she loved the shows she she always loved the shows she loved the sound of music she loved the ten commandments she loved um you know uh, gone with the wind she was watching all that stuff and baby me was right there watching it all too don't let your eating ruin someone for whom christ died well you got to watch what you eat matter everybody says moderation but they don't really live it but anyways you got to watch you got to watch what you put into your body right if you don't put unhealthy things you can eat too much sugar too right don't condemn somebody about eating pork and shrimps if you're downing all this sh- uh, junk food don't let your eating ruin someone for whom Christ died including yourself then you will not be criticized for doing something you believe is good For the kingdom of god is not a matter of what we eat or drink but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the holy spirit if you serve christ with this attitude you will please god and others will approve of you too well i'd like i'd like people to like me everybody wants to be liked. nobody wants to be disliked nobody wants to be alone nobody wants to be isolated nobody wants to be hated i'm sure jesus did walk around saying oh boy who can i offend today but he did say that you know truth does offend people It sure offended the people who were the religious uh, hegemony and the religious um, leaders of the day because they wanted it, their pride in narcissism would not allow them to hear the truth that most of what they believed was made up stuff how far you could walk on the Sabbath day how far you can carry your bed uh, how much you can carry in your hand all these ridiculous rules were all made up stuff And only Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea said, you know what? We believe you. We're humble enough to hear what you say. The other guys were like, we're going to kill you now. No offense. Merry Christmas. So then let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. Well, we're always going to have friction, aren't we? That's what they say. There's going to be clashes. There are some people you just can't get along with. You're going to love them from afar. Don't tear apart the work of God over what you eat. Remember, all foods are acceptable, but it is wrong to eat something if it makes another person stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else if it might cause another believer to stumble. So I guess if you were hanging out with somebody and he thinks that wine is just the grape juice in the Bible, and you start drinking wine and he says, you know what? I don't think that's right. You shouldn't do that. You can either say, hey, don't tell me what to do. Or, you know what, brother, if it offends you, I won't drink it in your presence. Verse 22, you may believe there's nothing wrong with what you are doing, but keep it between yourself and God. Blessed are those who don't feel guilty for doing something they have decided is right. But if you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something, you are sinning, if you go ahead and do it. So you know what God says, you should listen to your conscience, which is the Holy Spirit. For you are not following your convictions if you you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning wow thanks for listening if i've offended anybody with my passionate words i'm a passionate guy i just want to read god's word i want to promote king jesus that's it everybody wants attention but i don't need it i want you to focus your eyes on jesus because he said if i be lifted up i will draw all men to myself amen god bless you all happy birthday for all you people who got the same birthday as me Good choice. Take care.